So we've seen then that uh, we establish the law not by a devotion to the law. We're not legalists, and we know that the law only brings condemnation. And uh, Paul has said that, hasn't he, in uh, Romans chapter 3, that uh, the law brings a knowledge of sin and no one will be justified by the law. That's Romans three twenty and 21. So how in the world, does, as I pointed out yesterday, this is just by summary, how in the world then do we establish the law? We establish the law by putting our faith in Jesus, because the whole point of the law is not to make us righteous, but to make us aware of sin so that we go to our Savior, Jesus Christ. The law does not point to itself. The law points to Christ. I hope then, with this understanding, you'll be uh, less um, anxious about your life uh, and more fully confident in Christ as your righteousness and Christ as the one who helps you through life. Now, here's a question for you. Where did Paul get all this from? Um, Some people have the tendency to think that Paul just sort of conjured it up all out of his mind. There are many of us in past years or past decades, I might say in my case, that had this sneaking suspicion that Paul was not speaking in the language of Jesus, uh, not talking in the way that Jesus would have spoken and certainly not in the language of the Old Testament. And that is, of course, to some extent true. Paul was using his own voice, and he was uh, speaking in a different way and different uh, manner of speaking from Jesus, no doubt about it. And so there are many Christians who think that, well, the gospel uh, is in the Gospels, but what about Paul? He seems a lone voice. The fact is that though Paul is speaking in his own language and the way he formulates ideas, the truth of the gospel, the the truth is that Paul searched two things, the Old Testament and the message of Jesus himself. Paul, remember, um, was a contemporary of Peter and others, and he was able to ask them and talk to them about these things and uh, give uh, him their story and their experience about Jesus. But Paul also, remember, had a special visitation from Jesus himself several times and also had this uncanny privilege of being either being taken to heaven either in the body or in the spirit, he's not sure, but he saw things and God's Jesus spoke to him about things that it was not lawful for him to utter. So there was something that was very special about the revelation that Paul gave, uh, that Paul received, I should say. And it is true that according to the book of Galatians, Paul did not receive the gospel message, that is, the the wonderful science and theology of the good news of Christ, by any man, but he received it by a special revelation from Jesus Christ. So we have all that. And then we have this, chapter 4, because we're about to launch into Paul's evidence to demonstrate that what he is saying is true. This shows us that Paul did not come up with all of this from his own mind. He has been stating 
that righteousness is by faith alone, that it is given to us, accounted to us by God, that we are counted justified without the works of the law, that God took all the judgment of the world upon himself, and so now he's going to prove it. But where does he go to prove it? To prove that the gospel of righteousness is by faith, that, fi- that the gospel that righteousness is by faith alone is true. Where does he go to prove it? To the Old Testament. Now, you would think that was really an irony because we think of the Old Testament as the, uh, the gospel of law. No, we are quite mistaken by that. The message of the gospel is in the Old Testament, and it comes through to us in many, many ways, but Paul is going to use as an example the example of Abraham. Now, when he uses the example of Abraham, we think to ourselves, well, that's like giving us an, us an example of Bill Gates or something, because Abraham was the wealthiest man in the ancient East. He had a household of about 500 people, 318 he took of them, took them uh, to war. And uh, the others would stay at home, I guess, taking care of his vast household. He owned masses of sheep and cattle and uh, and uh, what have you. So this man was extremely wealthy, extremely wise, extremely good governor and manager of money. And how would we compare with him? But the one thing that Abraham needed was what he could not supply. And that's where Abraham is brought right down to our level. And what do you think that was? The one thing that Abraham needed and wanted but couldn't produce. Yes, it was a son, an heir. And this is why Abraham's life is so close to ours. There are plenty of things that we need but cannot produce. And thus faith comes into the picture that uh, brings it about. And this is why chapter 4 of uh, Romans is so important. So Paul says, What then shall we say of Abraham our father, has found according to the flesh? What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? In other words, what was Abraham's experience in the flesh? What did he get? How did he accomplish his salvation? Was it by works of the law, by the flesh? And the next verse says, For if Abraham was justified or declared innocent by works, he has something to boast about. But he was not justified by works, and so that he has nothing to boast about before God. Do you get that? Verse 2, For if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God, because he had no works before God. See, this man seemed to have everything, all the wealth, all the prestige in the world, all the honor and the glory, um, a commander of uh, an army virtually, and yet he had nothing to commend him to God. Remember, Abraham was a pagan. He wasn't a Jew. He was a pagan, and his father had uh, physical stone and wood household gods. He was from uh, 
Mesopotamia. This was before there were any Jews in existence. And so you are brought to the wonderful truth here. God picked out Abraham. Was that because Abraham was any was something special, that he had certain qualities that Abraham, uh, that God wanted? He certainly did have certain qualities, but that was not why God picked him out. Why then did God pick out Abraham? Because God loved him. That is the truth about the whole human race. You cannot find a reason for God choosing the human race, except that God so delights in love, so enjoys blessing and giving. God is the great endless giver, the, endless, the one who endlessly provides love for the world. And then verse 3, For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, now listen to this, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Well, that is where Paul got his teaching from, that righteousness is counted to us, not earned by us. We do not do good works. We do not have repentance and faith, uh, repentance, uh, and uh, obey the Ten Commandments in order to be righteous. For the commandments reveal only our sin. What happens is that we believe, and that faith, that belief is counted to us as if it were righteousness. The word counted there can mean attributed, can mean imputed, and can mean considered as. And so Abraham believed God, and his belief was considered as if it were righteousness. Wow, just think of it. When you and I believe, it is counted as if it were righteousness. But there's a trap in that. Because it sounds as though, well, if it is counted to us as if it were righteousness, then we are contributing something to God. And God says, well, well done. Uh, you're believing, so I'll count that that as if you were righteous. But no, that's not it. If something is counted to you, it is not yours. If someone comes along and says, by the way, I've... Um, I've put $10,000 in your bank. I've accounted it to you as if it were yours. Well, it's not yours, is it? It is yours, but it didn't come from you. It came from somewhere else. That is what faith is. Faith is counted to us because it was not ours in the first place. This is one of the clearest statements in Scripture, if you understand it correctly, that faith comes from God. It does not come from you. What a wonderful thing, then. Why do you believe? You may say, well, I believe because I came, went to a Billy Graham crusade and I, uh, was, uh, gave, the call was given and I um, went forward and I gave my heart to Jesus. Not quite right. The fact is, you were drawn by God to go to that Billy Graham crusade. You heard the gospel, which was the message of God, and when you heard it, God gave you faith to believe it, and that is what led you to go forward and respond by your giving your heart to Him.
Jesus said that no man comes to the Father except the Father draws him. What a profound statement that is. You see, so often we create a lot of trouble for ourselves as Christians because we wonder whether we have enough faith, or we wonder whether we're sincere enough, or we wonder whether we're earnest enough, and dedicated enough, and sanctified enough, and all the other enoughs that have to, that come up into our mind, because we think that our response to God is the instrument of salvation. No, it is not. God's response to us is the instrument of salvation. What, I, what instrument is that? What is that response to us? His mercy, his love, his looking down upon us and having brought us to an end of ourselves, to an end of our resources, so that we come to God. So how about reinterpreting your history? Instead of saying, I gave my heart to Jesus Christ when I was, what, 21 on February 14th, uh, 19 something or other, how about saying, God was positioning me for his salvation all through my life until he brought me to the place where I, I had come to the end of my resources, just like Abraham had come to the end of his resources when he wanted a child. And when the time was right, he revealed the gospel to me, and he gave me the faith to believe it. Well, thanks for, uh, for listening today. Colin Cook here. Would you please consider a donation to the ministry? It's listener-supported uh, radio, and we need your support on a daily, monthly basis. You can make your donation by sending it to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, 80160, or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. Thanks so much. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.